BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ticket. I am the captain, Rashawn Jackson. On the phone, I got another legend, four-time black shirt, TyroneBird.com, like I like to say. T-Bird, what's up, man? Hey, DJ, how you doing, my man? Uh, Man, I can't complain at all, man. I'm glad you uh, graced us with your presence, man. What you up to? Uh, I'm uh, I'm in the office right now. I'm just uh, working off some stuff this morning. But uh, you know, you at, you at the TyroneBird.com office. You Say at, that again. You at the TyroneBird.com office. Yeah. So doing this insurance thing with State Farm. So uh, there were some wildfires out here last week. So it was about a thousand homes that burned down. So just here trying to trying to make sure we're taking care of our customers. Nate, I mean Nate. I just talked to Nate to skate. So. Uh, yeah, I was I was listening to some of that. I, I got about fifteen, the last fifteen minutes. Uh, okay, before so I got the call. So T Bird, talk to me for a minute. Let's before we even get into football. Okay, talk to me a little bit about TyroneBird.com. You know, and talk to me about what type of insurance, where you at. Let the Husker fans kind of know what you got going. Sounds good. So I uh, reside here in uh, Denver, Colorado. My office is uh, about twelve miles northeast of downtown Denver. Uh, we just finished our fifth year with State Farm Insurance, and State Farm Insurance is the number one auto insurer of uh, auto, homeowners, and life insurance. And we uh, also do small business insurance. And um, I have two employees. I have uh, Tracy Schwer. She actually lives in West Point, Nebraska. We went to college together, and she uh, lives there about um, about an hour north of um, Omaha. So. I'm based here in Colorado, but we're licensed in both uh, Nebraska as well as Arizona. So we're able to sell those policies uh, in all three states. Very, very, very nice. We look forward to to, to working with you on 93.7 The Ticket. Now, T-Bird, talk to me about you from Chandler, Arizona, right? Correct. How, how in the world did you make it to chilly, cold, snowy Lincoln? How'd that that that's that's a good question. I'm still trying to trying to figure that one out because uh, on my recruiting trip, 
it was the second time I ever saw snow. And it was two degrees. The wind chill was about 40 below. And my mom actually flew out to Nebraska on my recruiting trip with me. And she was sitting at the Cornhusker Hotel, now the Marriott, and in front of a fire, having room service. She was enjoying her trip. And uh, you just got off the phone with Nate. He was actually my host. So Nate had picked me up and took me around, and, and I'm freezing. I don't even have a winter coat. I don't have gloves. And I am freezing my tail off. So I, I have no idea uh, why I ended up at, at, at Nebraska. What but did you, what right did you now, know, big, though? What did you know? My mom wanted me to go there. She trusted Coach Osborne. She said he's the only honest coach that's recruiting you. And I believe you need to go to Nebraska. And I, that's, that's all I needed to hear. You know, I, I was raised by an incredible mom, and that's what she wanted. So that's what I ended up doing. Coach Osborne put that – he put that Coach Osborne magic on the family. Absolutely. Yeah, because I'm telling you, man, it was it was crazy when Coach came to my house because he was just – it was all of my family. I had so much family in there that I had to walk out because it was just too loaded. But by the time my family was in there clapping for him and like, yeah, that's where you're going when we get through with everything. You're going to Nebraska <laughs> if you get an opportunity. So Yeah, he uh, he knew what he was doing. So he uh, he was able to get guys from everywhere. So – He's he's a special man, and and I I feel honored to be able to say I ever played for him. So so you make it to you make it to the university. It's your freshman year. What happens? So actually, um, in in the All Star game in, in Arizona, I was uh, the defensive uh, player of the year in the state of Arizona at that time, and um, I got injured uh, the third play in the All Star game. It was it was a freak. I slipped. It was kind of muddy out there. It had rain that whole week. And I ended up slipping and, and had had a, a lower injury in my leg. And I actually got to Nebraska on crutches, and they had to run, run some x-rays. And I figured out that I had a, a hairline fracture down in my lower leg. So I ended up getting redshirted. My goal was to come to Nebraska and uh, make the traveling squad as a freshman, two freshmen. They had the kickoff classic that year. It was 1988, and they were playing Texas A&M in New Jersey. I was hoping to make that trip. Uh, so I was, you know, geared up, you know, went through the playbook. I knew all the plays. I knew all the check calls, and I, I was ready to go. Uh, but then I ended up getting injured, came on crutches, and got redshirted. So I, uh, I set out that whole year and just physically got ready, hit the weight room, I heard you guys talking about, you know, Boyd. And I just hit that weight room um, all all year and got ready for the 1989 season. So 1989, and again, those years were really, really critical for me because I was a young guy. I was probably 13, 14 years old. And I used to come to those games and watch you guys and, and just want to emulate myself after you guys. Uh, talk about being a black shirt what those practices looked like at the universities back in those days, 89 to 92. So, so when I came in, I knew, Hey, this, this is a top 10 team. Um, we, every year we had a chance to play for a championship and, you know, everything goes well, no, no one gets injured and we play as a team. We always had a shot, you know, and that's, that's, that's why a lot of people went to the university of Nebraska back then. And uh, I came in with that mentality that, Hey, listen, I, I think I'm a pretty good player. And I got to compete, and I got to earn it. 
and that's that that was my purpose. You know, I came in like, hey, I want to help this team be successful. Um, I used to watch them play against Oklahoma, and, and it seemed like they struggled in the in the mid '80s, and they they recruited a lot of speed at the time. So I remember our recruiting class. Um, a lot of the articles spoke about, hey, listen, we got we got more speed. Uh, we had guys like Tyrone Hughes that came in, Tyrone Leggett. Uh, they were in our uh, Travis Hill, David White. Uh, those guys were all in our recruiting class. So we came in. Uh, I think that the main focus was like, hey, listen, we need to beat Oklahoma uh, year after year, and we it get us a chance to get to the Orange Bowl and, and play for a championship. So I came in there understanding that, okay, this is why we're here. We're here to to, to, to bring a championship to this uh, this team. Um, and, and we brought a lot of talent in. And, and But I know it's going to be competitive, you know, and I, I'm a competitor. I want to win. And I'm like, hey, I, I think I got a pretty good shot of earning a, a, a black shirt. And that's what happened. You know, Marvin Sanders was uh, a senior uh, that year, and we both uh, earned a black shirt. He started the first few games, uh, but in some of the games I actually played more. I, I had more um, um, possession, you know, as far as getting into in the game. I, I remember the second game we played Utah. I think I had 70 plays. He ended up having like 20 plays, but he actually started the game. And I, the whole time I just felt like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm the starter. I'm the guy. And, and Marvin was a, a heck of a player as well. But I just felt like, hey, listen, I, this, this is my spot. And, I, and every time I get in there, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show that I, I should be the, 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 the guy. Sure. So let's talk about what – before we get into – because I kind of want to get into – because you was one of my favorite players growing up. And and then you had the accident. Um, how did that? You know what I mean. I mean that's got to be tough going into. We talked about Brooke Beringer, you know his senior year, and and then kind of getting into the accident that took his life. But um, you actually had a pretty serious accident your senior year, but you bounced back. Talk a little bit about that perseverance and and that accident and what it did to change your life. You know, Rashawn, I appreciate you, you know, bringing that up because, uh, you know, sp- speaking with Nate, and I know that we were talking to Keith McCann the other day when we all we all spoke. But some of those practices and, and and just the game of football, and that's why I loved the game since I was a kid. You know, I, I just remember watching college football. You know, when I was probably four or five years old, and and I, I was really into. It. I don't. I didn't play video games. I didn't do that. I, I wanted to watch football, and. Because of that, you know, I just I just knew, you know, the passion that I had for it. So when I got to Nebraska, I was like, these, these guys, you know, it's one of the best programs in the country, you know. And I was like, and if I have the right attitude and I, I put the work in it, then, you know, the, uh, the sky's the limit. And and I always, you know, dreamt of playing at the, at the professional level. After that freshman year in 1989 when I played, you know, you guys mentioned Tim Jackson, you know, and he was with the Cowboys at the time. And I remember him coming in and he was showing me some reports of all the rated players. And, and you know, and I didn't think about this at the time, but he showed me, he was like, you know what, you, you're you a, a, a top five defensive back in the whole country. You know, and he was like, you're the number two safety, rated safety at this point behind George T, who had went to the University of Alabama and played for the Cowboys as well. And he was like, you know, right now you're the number two rated safety in the entire country, you know. And and I I, I felt like I was a pretty good player, but I, you know, it, it kind of opened my eyes, like, you know what, you're you're doing the right things. You just got to keep going. 
And uh, and I had some injuries, you know, my junior and senior year that kind of prevented me from uh, being accepted, you know, being invited to the combine and, and some of those things. So, um, so I, you know, I had dropped from probably a, a projected first round pick down to a, probably a second or a third round pick at that time, and I had pulled my hamstring. So, so it was it was a disappointment. And then, you know, uh, for those that don't know, I was involved in a serious car accident. A buddy of mine, uh, Chip Stone, he was a swimmer at the university. He he passed away in the accident. And that 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 really opened my eyes as far as hey, listen, he lost his life. You know, football's football, but you know, I'm still living. I still I guess I still got an opportunity to to pursue other dreams and to be successful in life. Um, so that put things in perspective. When when he, when he actually passed away in the accident, um, he was about to graduate. He was the only child, and I felt more about felt bad for his parents and and what they had to go through, you know, compared to what I had to go through as a as a 23 year old senior uh, with an opportunity to play at the professional level. But you know, life you know life happens and and things happen for a reason, and and I feel like I've I've learned many lessons from that. But uh, but no, I I had a really good career at Nebraska. I had a lot of a lot of great memories, a lot of great friends, and and I'm just glad that we can even talk about these things now that I'm still alive to do it. Right. You know when that song come on? You you know about this song? You heard that song? Which version? Are uh, you talking about Stevie Wonder? Can right you there. can you hear that Stevie Wonder part time love? <laughs> yeah, dog. Hey, so listen. Tyrone, stick around with us for the next segment. I got to get ready to go to break. I appreciate you calling in because we got a couple more things I want to definitely touch on and talk about. It's Rashawn Jackson. I'm with T-Bird. It's the ticket, 93.7. So fresh and so clean, clean. Man, you coming with it today, Nick. So fresh and so clean, clean. Welcome back. I'm the captain, Rashawn Jackson, 93.7. The ticket with one of my super friends, another super friend. Nick, we ain't stopping with the super friends, man. I got a lot of super friends. I got There's a lot of years that we got Nebraska football players that came that came through that, that university that I know. TyroneBird.com just happens to be one of them. And I'm talking bird with the Y and not the I. T-Bird. Hey, what's up? Talk to me about it's been 20-plus years since you played at Nebraska. What's the difference? You know, I think that's that's a good question, VJ. Uh, I, I, I think the difference is we have not seen – through Nebraska football in, in a long time. So now the kids playing high school ball, they, they don't even really consider Nebraska being who we know Nebraska should be and, and used to be. What so they, what what is that they, though? When you say they don't when you say that though, a, what is that? What is what is true Nebraska football? So true Nebraska football to me was was a respect for the game, you know, um, playing the game the right way. Um, Nate mentioned this earlier. Don't it doesn't matter 
what color you are, where you come from, what state. You come in together as a team. You you push each other. You you help each other, and you challenge each other. You know, and that's how we used to practice. And, and we all say this over and over, but many of the games used used to be easy because of how hard we practiced during the week. You know, I remember playing the pack pack ten back then. It's the pack twelve now, and I always thought that that league that conference was soft because they 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 didn't want to play us because we we were so physical. And that's that's how it used to be, you know. And it's just it's just hard to watch now because, you know, we had guys. One of the guys that played after me that I I, I think is probably the best defensive back ever in Nebraska history, Mike Brown, and he he also is from Arizona. Mike Beasy. He, he used to set the tone when he came in from day play one. We would set the tone and let people know this is how it's going to be all day. And you had a lot of teams, a lot of players that, that, that didn't want to deal with that. And I, we had guys like Corey Schlesinger in practice. You didn't want to hit Corey, you know. And when you watch him in, in the fourth quarter against Miami in the 94 season, the, those defensive backs didn't want to hit him because he set the tone all game. And that's how you win championships. And I just don't see that anymore. It's, it's, that's, that's not how we play ball anymore, unfortunately. Do you and think we got to get back to those to, to that kind of football? Do you think it's an era thing, or it's a person thing? It's a coaching thing. It's a what is that thing that keeps us from being uh, or knowing our identity as Nebraska football? I, I think it's it's a combination of all that. Uh, it, it always starts at the top with the coach. I mean, the coach has to go out and set the tone and expectations. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I watched the, the Alabama-Cincinnati game, and everyone expected Alabama to throw the ball all over the place. What would they do? They, they ran the ball. Yeah, they, the they, played to, they played to their strengths. They said, Cincinnati, they ran the ball. you they, cannot they knew, stop hey, us. Hey, these guys can't stop the run. We got a, a, a strong running back that's going to – um, go downhill, and I think the first eight nine plays was run. Um, we used to do that because we it didn't matter if we we're going to run the ball. You knew we we're going to run the ball because we had guys like DJ Nate Turner. We had guys that hey, I'm a, I'm gonna beat you all game long. You're my guy. I'm gonna dominate you. And you, and when you have guys that have that mindset, you're gonna win a lot of football games. And obviously Alabama has that mindset. Georgia has that mindset. And there's guys out there we just aren't getting. What do we need to do to turn the, turn this program? What, what do you think the, as a program we need to do to turn it around? Well, I think, I think honestly, and we talked about this before, but a, a lot of people don't want to look in the mirror uh, when things aren't going right, they, you know we, you know we're we're a society that likes to point the finger at other people and blame everybody else versus like take take responsibility. And I think that starts at the the, the top, at you know the coaching staff. Like you know, I was one of the only team uh, players I think last year talking about. I, I thought we were going to go three and nine. I, I told a lot of family and friends like we're a better team than that, but because of the lack of discipline, we keep turning the ball over. 
and we're not playing as a unit and holding each other accountable as players. Um, that's why we went three and nine. We 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 were easily a nine and three team. Could have been better than that. But when you're not disciplined and people don't hold each other accountable and you can keep making the same mistakes over and over again and nothing gets said, then you get the same result. And 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 that's it's not that we don't have talent. And you know, you know, Michigan played in the playoffs and we we had them beat, but then but then again, we're just marching down the score and turn the ball over again. And it just gets old. And and I, I know back then, I, I, I'm, I was the kind of player, I'm going to say something to you. Well, you and know, it, and I expect my, my teammates to do the same if I'm keeping making the same mistakes over and over again. But, but that's just it. Do you – back then, the players took more uh, ownership of the team. When – I mean, there was times I got in trouble, didn't go to class – that I had some some older guys uh, calling me, talking about, "Hey, we need to talk to you." And I, I mean, and, and 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 it didn't take them to talk to me more than twice before I understood that, okay, I need to take my butt to class so I don't have to have these conversations anymore. And I think that's what's missing is we, we, the the players have to take more ownership of their football team and not let people mediocrity set in and, and, and mediocrity set in and, 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 and think that that's okay. That's not okay. It's not okay to be 3-9 and nine at Nebraska. It's not okay. It's not okay to have a losing season at Nebraska. That's not okay. I, I agree 100%. DJ, if you're a competitor, I, don't, I, I say this all the time. When I used to play pickup basketball, I would watch the guys before and say, hey, listen, that person sets picks, he rebounds, he plays defense. He probably can't shoot, but I'll score because I'm trying to win. So I want that guy on my team because he's going to do all the dirty work because I'm trying to win. I I don't care who looks good. Who's going to do the dirty work and help us win championships? And – I don't think recruiting at Nebraska is focused on that right now. It's, oh, he's a four-star. He looks good. He's 6'3", 240-pound linebacker. But when you put on the tape, is he making every tackle? Is he dominating? Whether they're winning or losing. And I, I, I just don't see that happening. We're not getting those kind of guys. Like the Baron Miles that – comes in and is undersized but just dominates a game, blocks almost every punt because he wants to win. Like, are we getting those kids? I, I just don't think we're getting those kids anymore. Is it – I know, is he, you think it's just a directional thing or is it just more of a – just we just – we just don't well, get it. I, I, part, part of me believes that some if you don't know – you really don't know. Like, and I just think some some of the coaching staff that we've had in the last few years, uh, and this is not just on Scott. I just think for the last 15, 20 years, a lot of those coaches don't understand who the competitors are. Those kids that might be undersized, Nate called them dogs. Those guys that I don't care, they got fight in them. They'll fight you all day. I don't care what size. You know, I, we had guys like Ernie Beeler on our team. Oof. 
that'll fight you. Why Toby beast? Wright, that, that'll fight you all day long. Like I said, I mentioned Corey Schlesinger earlier. You know, then, then you know, we always mention, you know, LP. Uh, I didn't get to play with him, but I knew he, he, he was a guy that you didn't want to fight him. And that's how you take over games and dominate other teams. And we just don't have those guys. You know, we have a lot of athletic guys, but I bet the vast majority of them never been in a physical fight where they had to fight to survive. Wow. You heard it right here, man. TyroneBird.com. If you're looking for insurance, TyroneBird.com. Uh, Tyrone, I need you to come back, man. I, I don't I got I got another one more guess I gotta I gotta hit at the top of the hour but I feel like we kind of it, 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 it it's unfinished business here absolutely absolutely you know I'm here for you you know we uh we got this bond that'll never never die you know Nebraska like I said the true Nebraska football um and there's a lot of fans out there I, I just feel sorry for the fans because they got the best fans in the world. And we're just not getting what we deserve. And I hope so soon that we'll we'll get back to playing the kind of football that we can all be proud of. Perfect. Hey Tyrone, give me a give me give me your best go big red, man. Go big red. Yeah. Hey, I'm with Tyrone Bird. He's on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 464-5685. If you want to text. Sider Heyman Hotline, 464-5685. I'm Vershawn Jackson. It's the captain. We're on the ticket, 93.7. Let's go. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.